This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I spent this week cleaning and organizing my studio, and what do you know? I unearthed a never-before-heard little hedgehog story from under the cushions of my cozy armchair that I keep in case a guest stops by. I must have hidden it there for some reason, but I cannot begin to remember why. No matter. We can't have stories sitting and collecting dust. Let's hear it. Our story is called Little Hedgehog and the Talent Show. Take it away, Aria. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go! Students, who can tell me three different parts of a plant cell? The stem. That's part of a plant. We're looking for parts of a plant cell, Roland. Little Hedgehog, a small, prickly, nocturnal mammal with a big imagination, sat behind her desk in science class, daydreaming. Bibi, her best friend of all time, sat beside her, fidgeting in her seat. Their teacher, Mr. Lumdrum, was at the board, chalk in paw. Leaf. Again, that's part of a plant. We're looking for parts of a plant cell. Think smaller. Mr. Lumdrum began drawing a plant cell on the board. Bibi fidgeted again. Bibi, what is it? Are you also thinking about fish-wearing trousers? I am trying not to raise my paw. Why, Bibi? Everyone loves it when you answer questions in class. Petal? This is good information for me, class. Now I know precisely where to focus our review. I have come to an uneasy realization, little hedgehog. By frequently volunteering answers in class, I may have denied others the opportunity to showcase their knowledge. Yes, McGillis, go ahead. Saito. Good start. Keep going, Saito. Saito cataclysm? Not quite. Anyone else? I'm not sure if that's really a concern, BB. Little Hedgehog said with a giggle. BB couldn't stand it any longer. She raised a paw. BB, go ahead. Cytoplasm, rough endoplasmic reticulum, and cell membrane. Very good, BB, Mr. Lumdrum said, adding labels to his diagram. The other students in class smiled at BB and sighed with relief. Just then, a voice came over the loudspeaker. Attention, students. We have a special announcement from Ms. Swindletooth about tomorrow's school-wide talent show. Here she is. Ms. Swindletooth was a rabbit of unusual size, with particularly substantial front teeth and ears. She was also the student activities advisor. She tended to put a lot of effort, arguably too much effort, into her intercom announcements about upcoming school events. 
In the past, she'd performed an original song. September 3rd, September 3rd, mark your calendars now that you've heard. The school play is September 3rd. And just last month, she put together an elaborate recording promoting the annual school game show. Does anyone else have an answer? You there, tell us the name of the school event that everyone should definitely attend next Thursday night. Um, is it the school game show? You got it. Don't miss next. Now, the entire class, including Mr. Lumdrum, stared up at the intercom, interested to see what Miss Swindletooth had in store for them that evening. Did you remember? Did you know? Tomorrow is the talent show. Come one, come all, bring a friend, leave your foe. Scamper on down to the talent show. Talent show. Don't you know, it's the talent, talent show. Little Hedgehog and BB exchanged a look and smiled. Thank you, Miss Swindletooth, for that engaging reminder. We hope to see everyone tomorrow night at 9 p.m. for the school-wide talent show. Enjoy the rest of your night. Little Hedgehog turned to BB, her eyes all a-twinkle. BB, can you believe the talent show is tomorrow night? Indeed, I can. I designed a paw-made calendar for the sole purpose of counting down the nights to the talent show. I created it 27 nights ago, when I finally decided on which of my talents to demonstrate on stage. Do you recall that night, little hedgehog? Do I? Let's recall that night along with them. We'll have to travel back in time, 27 nights. All right, students, can anyone tell me a step in the water cycle? A waterfall? Not quite, Ramon. Does anyone else have a... Attention, students. We've got a special announcement from Miss Windletooth about an exciting opportunity for all of you. Here she is. Talents. We all have talents. Show your talent to the school. You won't look like a fool with your talent. Students, there's just one more day to sign up to perform in next month's talent show. We've had so many incredible entries from students with talents, ranging from fur styling to prickle braiding to playing dead. But we want more. Don't miss out on this sparkling opportunity to... Show your talents. Baby, you have to sign up. You have too many talents not to participate. Most of my talents would be difficult to display on stage for an audience. For example, I'm not sure creating an impeccable scatter plot is something that would wow a crowd. Good point. What about spear whittling? It would never get approved. Safety. I know. You could play your mandolin or your classical guitar. That would be ideal, except I recently sprained the third digit on my right paw when it became wedged between two boulders when I slipped, climbing up a sheer vertical rock face alongside my mother on one of our survivalist outings. I will be unable to play a stringed instrument for at least five weeks. 
What an unfortunate coincidence, BB. Indeed. I know. What about quotes? You could recite quotes from famous hedgehogs. You mean like, you must burrow deep, not just in the soil of the earth, but in that of your heart. Recorded in the found journal of Ferdinand de Prickleby in early 1811. Exactly. My concern is that my mental catalog of quotes might be a little esoteric for the occasion. I think I need something more accessible. Hmm. I see what you mean, B. Apologies for interrupting, little hedgehog. But a light bulb has figuratively turned on in my brain. I love it when that happens. I now know with 100% certainty which talent I will perform in 28 nights' time. What is it, BB? Tell me immediately. It's a surprise. I love surprises, but also I can't take the suspense. You will have to, little hedgehog. Don't worry. The suspense will evaporate before you know it. Did I hear someone say evaporate? Because evaporation is indeed a step of the water cycle. A bell rang, signaling the end of the school night. Have a great night, students, and make sure to study the plant cell for Friday's quiz. Little Hedgehog and BB rose from their seats to pack up their things. Ooh, Little Hedgehog said, putting a paw to her head. Little Hedgehog, are you overwhelmed by the beauty of the plant cell components? I am, BB, but it's not that. I feel dizzy. Maybe you stood up too fast. My mom says it's best not to make any sudden movements, especially when chairs are involved. I think it might just be my excitement for the talent show. I can't believe I get to be the MC. Weeks earlier, Miss Swindletooth had cornered Little Hedgehog in the hallway and asked her to MC the talent show by way of an original song. The talent show is around the bend, and we need you, Little Hedgehog, to lend a paw to help to guide the show. I'm going to ask, and don't say no. What say ye? Will you be the talent show MC? Of course she'd said yes. Is the dizziness subsiding, little hedgehog? BB said as the two hedgehogs scampered out of school into the dark night of the forest. Fully subsided, BB. The friends came to a spoon in the trail. It lay on the ground, catching the moonlight. Little hedgehog, who do you think left this spoon precisely at the fork in the trail where we part ways to travel to our respective abodes? Someone with a sense of humor? The two tiny hedgehogs giggled and said goodbye, heading off to bed. See you tomorrow night, little hedgehog. Sleep well, BB. BB did sleep well. She had a dream in which she had lunch with Ferdinand de Prickleby at which they exchanged ideas about vintage book preservation. Meanwhile, not far away, past the spoon in the trail, in a similar underground burrow, Little Hedgehog did not sleep well. She tossed and turned the whole night, plagued by unsettling dreams, 
When the sun dipped behind the hill that night, Mr. Hedgehog eased open his daughter's bedroom door. She was still fast asleep. Little Hedgehog, wake up. Little Hedgehog, you're going to be late for school. There's a shrimp in the pool? Little Hedgehog sat up so vigorously that she knocked her dad's teacup and it spilled onto his midsection. Mr. Hedgehog was unruffled by this predictable turn of events. You thought you could thwart my tea-drinking attempts, young lady? I've got a whole pot of tea in the kitchen. But instead of joining her dad in playful banter, Little Hedgehog frowned. I'm sorry I doused you with tea, Dad. Is there really a shrimp in the pool? And where is this pool exactly? Is there just one shrimp in it or 20? If it's a hundred, I'd prefer not to go in there. Not at all. Mr. Hedgehog peered at his tiny daughter. You, uh, you feeling okay? I guess I'm just froggy. Uh, I didn't say anything about a shrimp in a pool. I don't even know what that means. I said you're late for school. In her addled state, it took Little Hedgehog a few seconds to process her dad's words and to consider their implications. (gasps) The talent show! With that, Little Hedgehog leapt up from bed. Mr. Hedgehog poured himself a replacement cup of tea, and the two of them hurried out of the burrow. They just so happened to run into a tortoise advertising discount one-way trips from a brand new taxi service, Turbo Tortoise Transport. We're the fastest tortoises in the business, okay? You want to get somewhere quick? Forget turtles. You really want a damp ride? You want your prickles to be all wet and uncomfortable once you reach your destination? Of course not. I have literally never bathed. Never even stepped foot in a puddle, okay? It's been three days since I had a sip of water. You get me? We're the fastest, driest tortoises in the biz. And this deal's tonight only. 6 a.m., this deal goes poof, okay? Mr. Hedgehog looked at the tortoise. He was doubtful that it would get them there quicker than traveling on foot. Then Mr. Hedgehog looked at his daughter and noticed she seemed a bit unsteady on her feet. Uh, all right, just go as fast as you can. We'll be there in a flash, sir. A flash. They did not get there in a flash. That turned out to be false advertising. The tortoise plodded along at a steady pace, perhaps slightly faster than a turtle of similar fitness. Mr. Hedgehog's tea didn't slosh out of his cup even once. By the time they arrived at school, the tortoise was panting and seemed like he needed to lie down. <sighs> Sir, that, that was the fastest I've ever moved in my life. Okay, uh, that'll be 17 crickets, 15 snails, or 38 mushrooms. Unfortunately, in his haste leaving the burrow, Mr. Hedgehog had forgotten to bring any snails, crickets, mushrooms, or anything else he might trade. Ah, little hedgehog. Hey, look at me. Uh, You go in. I'll be there in a little while. I'm going to have to catch some crickets or something to pay for this ride. Okay? Are you... are you all right? Sure, Dad. 
and just watch out for the owls. They're in a bad mood tonight. I can feel it. Mr. Hedgehog was about to respond, but his tiny daughter disappeared into her school. He shook his head and went off to catch some crickets. Meanwhile, in the auditorium, Miss Swindletooth had been stalling for time by singing an original song she came up with on the spot. Tonight, tonight is the talent show. It's the night when you all get to know your classmates' hidden gifts, the ones they rarely... When all of a sudden, Little Hedgehog, her specially chosen MC for the evening, burst through the doors. I'm here. I'm here. The audience, made up of hundreds of students and parents, had been staring, bewilderedly, up at Miss Swindletooth. At the appearance of Little Hedgehog, they seemed to give a collective sigh of relief. I'm so glad we didn't have to hear the rest of that. I am curious how she was going to finish that line, though. Everyone, please welcome your MC for the evening, a student known for her sunny personality, Little Hedgehog. Little Hedgehog stumbled up the stairs. She tripped on the final step and fell face first on stage. I'm okay, she said taking the microphone from Ms. Swindletooth. I probably only sprained a couple of bones. Had Mr. Hedgehog been present, he would have removed Little Hedgehog from the stage and taken her home. Had Bebe been present, she would have aided Mr. Hedgehog in any way possible. But Mr. Hedgehog was off collecting crickets, and Bebe was backstage awaiting her own talent show performance. There was no one to intervene, so Little Hedgehog forged ahead. Welcome to the annual talent show. Let's find out if anyone has any actual talent, shall we? Okay, first up. Little Hedgehog consulted her notes, swaying on her feet as she did so. Okay, first up. Is it hot in here? The audience stared up at her with blank expressions. Okay, first up, she said for a third time. Over at the music player, Miss Swindletooth cocked her head. It was the first moment she realized something might be going wrong. First up, Billy Wee Willikers with his Hermit Crab Circus. Billy Wee Willikers was not the name of the young shrew who ambled onto stage, pulling a wagon filled with circus equipment and 28 hermit crabs. In fact, his name was Willie B. Billikers. But in addition to being a talented hermit crab circus ringmaster, young Willie B. was a humble shrew who didn't feel the need to correct this relatively minor error. As a consequence, this particular mistake of Little Hedgehog's went unnoticed by everyone except for Willie B. Billiker's classmates present in the audience, who quietly murmured, That's not his name. But otherwise kept it to themselves. Willie B.'s performance was a delight, 
Who knew hermit crabs could be so graceful? Who knew they'd be so adept at swinging on a trapeze? And who knew they'd do so with the greatest of ease? No one knew these things. When the tiniest hermit crab completed a final string of somersaults, the crowd erupted in applause. But when Little Hedgehog retook center stage to move along the show, she looked stricken. I'm just thinking about how dizzy those hermit crabs must be right now. All those flips, all those spins. They need a rest. Doesn't everyone just need a little rest? Over at the music player, Miss Swindletooth twitched her generously sized ears. She acknowledged, quietly to herself, that she should do something about her wayward MC. But while Miss Swindletooth had a knack for creating dramatic promotional messages to advertise upcoming school events over the loudspeaker, she was not good at confrontation. She hesitated a touch too long, and Little Hedgehog plowed ahead once more. Up next, please welcome the hedgehog you'd all want to have nearby in the event of an avalanche, which could happen at any moment. My best friend, Bibi. Bibi emerged from stage right, pushing a bookcase on wheels. Bibi, little hedgehog said, fanning herself with a paw. Tell the talent what your audience is. Bibi, standing beside the large bookcase, turned to look at her best friend. It was her first glimpse of little hedgehog since the start of the show, and what she saw was alarming. Little hedgehog swayed beneath the harsh stage lights. Her eyes were glassy and looked as if they might drift closed. Bibi knew exactly what was going on. Little Hedgehog rarely fell ill, but when she did, her cheerful disposition was replaced with a gloomy outlook. Her pep was replaced with lethargy. Her delightful observations were replaced with word salad. There's a tunnel behind my book club. I mean, my library case. I mean, that's that's not right. It was all deeply concerning. Then, Bibi noticed the crowd in the auditorium staring up at her expectantly. As a conscientious hedgehog, Bibi was torn between the duty to perform her talent and the duty to investigate her best friend's uncharacteristic behavior. A hush fell over the audience as everyone waited for her to speak. After several seconds, a plan fell into place in Bibi's mind. At my request, a team of unruly groundhogs disorganized this bookcase. I will now alphabetize the entire bookcase by the author's last name in under 30 seconds. She could injure herself. What if there are hyphenated names? It could cost precious seconds. Bibi had planned to perform the alphabetization in 90 seconds, not 30. 
The fastest she'd ever done it in training was 57 seconds, and she'd nearly pulled a muscle. But with her best friend wilting under the lights, clearly in need of some kind of medical attention, it was the only way Bibi could see to fulfill both obligations set before her. Miss Swindletooth, please start the clock. Ms. Swindletooth, grateful to be presented with a simple task, pressed a button with a dramatic flourish of her paw. The clock on her desk began counting down. Little Hedgehog blinked slowly and scowled on stage left. BB, alphabetized. She was a blur in front of the bookcase. She seemed to have sprouted extra paws, all of them working in concert. To shift a book here, swap a book over there, she went methodically, row by row, sorting and switching, wasting not a moment. How is this even possible? Is she even reading the names? It's too fast. She's gonna combust. The audience went silent, holding their breath not wanting to risk tripping up this incredible alphabetizing hedgehog. Off to the side, little hedgehog held her head as if it were throbbing. When there were five seconds left on the clock, and Bibi was furiously working on the final row of the shelf, the audience couldn't contain themselves. They started counting down. Five, four, three, two, one... Just as the clock hit zero, Phoebe slipped the last book into place. Little Hedgehog fainted. Ms. Swindletooth clasped her paws together in dismay. And Mr. Hedgehog burst through the auditorium doors. Upon spotting Little Hedgehog prone on stage, he rushed to examine her. Her eyes fluttered open, but her gaze was unsteady. She was hot to the touch. The audience looked on in moderate alarm. Dad? Hey, you. You fainted. What'd you do that for? Mr. Hedgehog said, smiling. Someone needs to help those dizzy hermit crabs, Dad. After saying this, Little Hedgehog closed her eyes and began to snore. Phoebe leaned over Mr. Hedgehog's shoulder prickles. Mr. Hedgehog. Phoebe, hey. She is suffering from an unknown malady. I better get her home. Indubitably, Mr. Hedgehog. Mr. Hedgehog hauled his tiny daughter onto his back, waved at the astonished crowd. She'll be fine. Nothing to see here. And headed for the exit. Several hundred students and parents blinked up at the empty stage. Miss Swindletooth rose from her seat at the music player and hopped her way to the microphone. It was a terrifying moment for the crowd. Miss Swindletooth was almost certain to break into a poorly conceived original song about the loss of her specially selected MC and just a single creature wanted to hear it. Garth, one of Little Hedgehog and Bibi's classmates, who revealed little about himself. I can't wait to hear Miss Swindletooth's song. But no one else wanted to hear it. Some put their paws over their ears in preparation, 
Others watched, wincing, as Ms. Swindletooth took a deep breath. Then, Bebe scampered over and whispered something into one of Ms. Swindletooth's sizable ears. The crowd went silent, hoping beyond hope that this eccentric hedgehog with a talent for alphabetizing books might save them from an unwanted musical number. After much whispering back and forth, Miss Windletooth smiled and spoke into the mic. As we said in the Forest Community Theater, where I starred in productions throughout my youth, the show must hop on. Please put your paws together for Bebe, who has graciously volunteered to fill in as MC for the remainder of tonight's performances. There was a brief pause as the crowd digested this new information. Then, everyone, excluding Garth, leapt to their feet. It was the night's first standing ovation, but it wouldn't be the last. Please welcome Mimi to the stage. Mimi is a garden snake who will be displaying her talent of juggling cacti. Juggling is an ancient pastime, but snakes did not adopt the sport until the mid-1700s. How can a snake juggle? I'm mildly enthralled by this. Put your paws, claws, and or other appendages together for Bruce, a tap-dancing sloth. Bruce will perform a cappella tonight, which means all we will hear is the percussive sound produced by the metal tap on the underside of his shoes. It's mesmerizing. Who knew one could tap dance so slowly? And for our final act of the evening, Donna, a long-haired dachshund, will share her talent of fur curling by styling her cousin Debbie's fur. Now, Deb, what are we doing today? The usual? That's right, Donna. Just a few inches off the sides. Let's keep the length on top. And curls. You know I need curls. Of course, darling. It turned out that Bibi was not only skilled at spear whittling, scatter plot design, famous quote recitation, and book alphabetization. She was also a rather good MC. Let us give it up for our talented classmates. The show might not have gone as planned, but it was not beyond recovery. Neither was Little Hedgehog. Three nights and three days after her fainting episode, Bibi stopped by. Come on in, Bibi. She's just waking up. Bibi scampered to her best friend's bedroom door and eased it open. Little Guy, Little Hedgehog's pet chameleon, fixed a large eye on Bibi from his terrarium in the corner of the room. Little Hedgehog was in bed. Her eyes were closed, and she was murmuring to herself, Oh, Mr. Chloroplast, you crack me up. Little Hedgehog. There was a moment of stillness. Then, Little Hedgehog leapt out of bed, twirled, and landed with a high kick. 
baby. I was dreaming about plant cell components. They all had pants with suspenders. Well, not the cytoplasm, but everything else. The Golgi apparatus even had a top hat. Bibi smiled. Little Hedgehog was back to her usual self. Whenever I imagine a mitochondrion, it has a mustache. Little Hedgehog got out her art supplies, and the two friends caught up on the days they'd been apart as they drew with big crayons. From his leafy enclosure, Little Guy watched his prickly mammal caretakers and smiled. In the kitchen, Mr. Hedgehog sipped his tea and jotted notes on a pad. All was as it should be. I hope you enjoyed the story and that you discover your own hidden talent someday. And of course, remember, when you are sick, you are often sad. It will pass. I was inspired to write this story after I had to relearn that lesson again when I myself got really down during a recent illness. Some lessons you just have to learn over and over. At least I do. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to my Little Stories premium subscribers who are making it possible for me to keep doing this. If you'd like to get more of the stories you love, ad-free listening, and access to Little Stories for Sleep, an exclusive bedtime podcast, visit littlestoriespremium.com to join or to gift a subscription. Thank you to Aria for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the many premium subscribers who supplied sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Benny, Carter, Jackson, Hendricks, Harper, Leah, Rafa, Annika, Luca, Majui, Uyara, Yael, Annabelle, Molly, Kyler, Olivia, Emmett, Elroy, and Bryn. And thank you, as always, for listening in.